1: Hi everyone, welcome to Enlightened Conversations with your host, me, Tammy Pike, and our beautiful guest, Tori Cruz. Hi! So (laughs) Tori, how are you going today, Tori?
0: Yeah, I'm good. How are you?
1: Amazing, especially because I get to talk to you today. (laughs) Uh, So I've asked Tori to come on here today because she is an amazing human being She's also helped me with a lot of things within my business and myself personally and spiritually. Um, And just a little bit about uh, Victoria, is Victoria's intuitive business coach from Sydney, Australia, who started her business just six months ago. She started her business following her intuition or what she calls marching orders from the universe. Tori combines business strategy with clairvoyant energetics and long local intuition for soulful business owners. This helps them align with both their sole purpose and capacity to make a profit. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome and thank, thank you for you. being on the show today.
0: Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. This is my first interview.
1: <laughs> oh, I feel so privileged.
0: <laughs> oh, good. good
1: oh. So I also want to share that, um, yes, I do know Tori, we call it Tori because I've how she likes to be called and Tori and I have worked together over a period of uh I think it's since like September last year or something like it's been a while now which has been been awesome Yeah, yeah and Tori really helped me understand my business and I felt oh my god, I was just a mess. Like I didn't know which way I was up or which way I should go. Like I was just spun around, spinning around in a circle, basically chasing my own tail. <laughs> and it was really funny. I followed my intuition and I had seen Tori a lot on some of the Facebook pages that she had been posting on, and we were both on. And it took until she wrote a post that just grabbed me and went, yes this is who I need to work with because I hadn't worked with any business strategists um, before or anyone who could help me connect to my business. And when I saw that post here, I went, I I have to. And my life changed dramatically. My business changed dramatically. And now it's all coming together after we spent this amazing time together, being mentored and sharing and having that person to help you sort through your bullshit (laughs) And help you connect to your inner knowing as well. So for that, thank you, Tori. And I just I can't recommend you highly enough to people, especially women who are disconnect or unsure with their business and how to actually own it and allow it to be part of them. So
0: yeah, thank you so much. What a beautiful um, oh, that's just so nice of you. Um, Yeah, yeah, we have done amazing work together, and um, Tammy has started to open up more and more and more and i guess that's how you've ended up being here right doing this <laughs> yeah. oh you were a guest to start with weren't you awesome so mm-hmm. awesome um yes yeah, so tammy has been was my first vip client and we worked together every single week for 12 weeks it actually ended up being a little bit more because you know life happened in between for a couple of weeks there and um Yeah, it's just, uh, it's amazing what can happen in in that time. And we really focused on aligning you with yourself and your true desires and uh, learning how to listen and trust yourself. And also, um, we also did some uh, energetic work with your business and, and what you really wanted to do and yeah, where to take it from here. So that was all very, very cool
1: work, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And your intuitive business reading, that was ridiculous. Like, I've never had that done. And that just blew me away. As I was just reading, I was going, oh my God, and I was crying and I was going, yes, yes. You know what I mean? It was just amazing. So what I want to ask about you, I guess, is how did you do this? How did you step away from your life as you knew it, you know, your nine to fiver, you know, your your mainstream job to now be helping women like me make sense of their life and connecting to their business and themselves in a beautiful spiritual way, really, intuitive way. Um,
0: Well, the gateway for me really was having my son. Um, And I'm sure that's something quite a lot of women can relate to uh, being pregnant, feeling themselves becoming more intuitive or more in touch with themselves or with their baby or with life in general. Um, that was certainly something I experienced. I had quite a magical pregnancy. It wasn't always easy, but it was quite magical in that way, very connected. And then um, when it came time to have my baby, I had done a lot, of, a lot of work, a lot of meditation and preparation as you do. And I went to the hospital and they said, oh, you're not in labor, come back when you're in labor. And I got home. And two hours later my son was born and I free birthed him at home with my husband there and he didn't even know we were having the baby until I said can you take his head please um, and that experience was like a gateway or a portal for me in that I was heightened and very aware and I could feel Archie moving and um, i don 't really know how to describe it, other than life has never been the same since I guess that uh, you could call it a mother 's intuition on on speed or something was <laughs> um, switched on, and it 's never been turned off again uh, and In terms of the connection with the sixth sense or non local intuition, that was certainly a big activator for me um, and I think one of the first tests of it came when he was seven days old. And, you know, sleeping like newborns do, you know, for a little while. And, um, and I said, something's not right. Let's check his temperature. And, you know, it was a bit like, oh, yes, paranoid new mother. You know, never been a mother before. A little bit worried about the baby. Um, check the temperature and it was all fine. And I said, there is something wrong with this thermometer. Go and get another thermometer. Um, there's something not right and so my husband went and bought us some lunch and another thermometer but you know he wasn't in any rush because i was just being a neurotic mother and um, he came home and our baby's temperature was at 38 which for a newborn is very very high so we took him to the hospital and then it was at 39 and then his vitals were swinging and he was incredibly ill incredibly quickly and they were like how did you know How did you know to bring him in even? Because it wasn't until we were actually already in the hospital that he was clearly very unwell. Um, And that time that we bought um, saved his life, I believe. Well, he was in emergency and he had a terrible infection and that can happen with newborns. Um, So that's when I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, like this was just very normal to me. Um, But still they were like, it's really bizarre that you knew to bring him to hospital um, or that you said to check, you know, check another thermometer. Mm. Um, So I think that was one time where I was like, oh, I don't know, mother's intuition, I guess. Um, But then I don't really know how to describe it other than it's just, it's my new normal. It became my new normal very quickly um, because things never kind of went back again. Um, and it has it has been happening progressively um, over many years as well. You know, I studied yoga um, and was a yoga teacher and had a, quite a devoted practice before falling pregnant. And then um, I have to say since then, my practice has been more of the meditative type rather than the physical. Um, but that's one aspect. Another aspect of it um, that I believe has actually affected my... Um, intuition personally, which certainly isn't the case for everyone, is when I was young, I I was only 14, I think, when I was put on an antidepressant. And I have battled with depression on and off for a large chunk of my life over the last 20 years. And it was only when I really started owning this aspect of myself that that depression left me. Um, and as I grew in courage and confidence to use it and to share my gifts and also to talk about the experiences that I'd had with depression and and not be, um, I guess, concerned about that. Um, that's when those gifts started to really come forward again. And um, I had, there was a global shortage of my medication that I'd been on for 20 years and I had to switch brands. And in switching brands, a lot of the clairvoyant aspects of my gifts came returned. They had left when, they left me when I started taking the medication and um, I didn't think anything of it at the time because I was 13 and didn't really think much of it or understand any of it. But um, yeah, in this new context and being older and all of that sort of thing, I was like, oh, that's all it is. (laughs) Um, And I was no longer so perturbed by it, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess the two main elements of my intuitive work is is the non-local intuition, which um, for those who don't know, that's actually, it's what we'd call the sixth sense. It's not through the senses, whereas clairvoyancy is where you essentially see things that other people don't see. Um, Clairsentience is another one that I relate quite strongly with, where you feel things that other people don't feel. So um, I can know if someone's walking down the street, I can know that they're actually incredibly upset about something or Um, even if they look completely normal or those sorts of things. And I found that a very overwhelming um, experience when I was growing up because there would be a lot of tension and stress, you know, especially in little people in primary school and, you know, I'd have sort of sensory flooding in that way, Um, but no language to to understand it. Um, So I do think that had a lot to do with my... um, sensitivities and the shutting down that kind of happened when I was younger. Um, There you go. So I could just talk all day. I don't even need you to say anything to me. (laughs) That's fine. I'm just here to
1: hold space. Totally. So, you know, I I really thank you for sharing because, uh, you know, some people can't relate to people like, you know, especially where you are now or where I am, people can't relate to that. People are going through their own journey and they think that sometimes when they see someone, they judge a book by the cover and go, oh, you're just this. You're, you're amazing. You already got your life. You know, everything's perfect for you, but it's not. We've had a journey to get to where we are and still not perfect. We're always evolving and growing, but it's about really not judging a book by its cover. It's about understanding we've all had our own journey and you sharing yours is going to allow people to start understanding that it's okay to share theirs as well. You know, and that's the first thing of connecting back to themselves, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I really think so. And you know, my whole journey started with an online business. Actually, started by sharing a blog about my history with depression, and it was Are You Okay Day, eighteen months ago now. And um, I wrote a blog about it, and because there'd been a there'd been a suicide. I'd heard a story about a suicide around IUAK okay Day, and I was just like, I got really fired up. I was like, this has to change, you know. More young people are dying now of suicide than from anything else. This is ridiculous. Um, and I wrote this blog post about my experience in the hope that someone else who you know might see me or might see um, my Facebook profile and make assumptions. Say could then hopefully come across this blog and and realise that, you know, um, things aren't always as they seem. And I told my story and shared it on RUIK Day. And I have a lot of cousins and I asked my family to share the post around. And it did incredibly, incredible things overnight, basically, online. And people started writing to me saying, you know, it's, I have never heard it described that way. Um, I have a family member with depression and, and I have really struggled to understand it, but now I do and things like that. And, and those responses really made a huge difference to me. And I realised how much energy I was consuming holding up that mask of, um, of you know, always being shiny, happy Tori. And I am a very expressive person and I am naturally a very joyful person. But um, I didn't experience depression so much uh, as sadness, but as exhaustion and fog. And so for me, I would just work extra hard, you know, to get through the fog. Um, So people rarely saw it as sadness. Um, Those in my family did. Anyway, so I talked a lot about that and people really related to it. And having that response and that feedback and that acceptance around something that I had subconsciously hidden, for twenty years, just freed up so much energy, and I felt so much better. And and you know, all of this, um, the component of depression that is depressed expression, if you like, was released. And um, and it wasn't even an issue anymore. And it was this weird thing now that I kind of come out of the closet about it. It was no longer a problem. Um, and that really started a a whole wave for me of of being an open book, if you like, and the same person for all people. And um, that really started my journey in my online business because I was in uh, a Facebook group called the Heart-Centered Soul Driven Entrepreneurs run by Natasha Corbin. And um, there's, I think, 17,000 women in that group now. But at the time when I joined, there were about 2,000, which still seemed like a lot of people. and I, it was through the comment of a woman named Swapna Thomas. And she's a content queen. She has her own Facebook group called Bossy Girls in Business. Um, it was her kindness to me via a, a private message. And um, she offered some useful suggestions. And I published that blog. and. Um, You know, I'd never met Swapna. She lives in India. I've still never got to hug her. I will one day. Um, And, you know, but this woman touched my life from the other side of the globe. And then I shared the blog post in the group and the response was amazing. And I just felt like I really belonged, belonged somewhere, you know, um, and was heard and seen. And I knew I wanted to run my own business and I'd always been really passionate about business strategy, but I did have a little birdie in my head say, you know, Tash Corbin's already doing it and she's already doing it really well. The world does not need you in this way. Um, And I kind of shut that down for a little while at least. And then, um, I started doing intuitive work and readings and initially it was it was just as uh, I guess it was written sessions and it was more like life coaching if you like because people would write to me about anything and I told myself I wouldn't tell anyone I just wouldn't tell anyone just keep it in this group and um, I do it for people and you know, I'd see where it goes, and the response I got was was pretty phenomenal. And that was last April. I saw on Facebook the other day. I had saved a shout out post where I had shout outed. I had shout outed to all the people <laughs> I had done a, a free reading for to test my skills um, and my abilities. And that was last April in 2016. And look where we are now. Now I have a business. Um, run solely on my intuition um, and I combine it with business strategy and help women align to their sole purpose and also their profit streams and their markets so that everything's in nice alignment. And we look at the energetics of that and the mindset stuff as well as the strategy and the implementation. And I love it. I feel so free and like I never have to work again, you know, yeah. um, I can just be me and do what comes naturally but I think that's the thing a lot of women um are so naturally good at the thing that they're called to do that they don't even notice that it's a thing and that not everyone can do it yeah uh-huh. um yeah. And yeah i realize i've been do- i have been doing this my whole life because you know just hanging out with friends or whatever you kind of tune into them a little bit and You just sort of say something or, you know, when I did my yoga teacher training, um, I ended up running the business module for the yoga course um, while I was still a student in the yoga school, Um, just because it came naturally to me and and I was studying it. I was studying all the online entrepreneurs at that time, just for my own interest, um, And, yeah, so it's really funny how the thing that you're meant to be doing is the thing that you're kind of already doing, even if you're not doing it in the way that you really desire to do it or um, it might be, yeah, it's usually right under your nose but possibly on the other side of a big, fat elephant that you don't want to look at.
1: (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And it's crazy, like, when you stop, stop pushing, stop forcing things to happen and allow you to be you, I guess. And again, just for me last year, I, I went into that, I started doing that, you know, and um, it made a massive change like this. I love talking to amazing women. I find it so easy to do and it lights me up. And I was given this opportunity, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's just too easy. I just love doing it. But this is what I love doing. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. What I'm good right? at. And that's what you're here to do. What you're here mm. to do you're good at and your history has prepared you for and your predisposition has prepared you for and your struggles, you know, the things that you've overcome um as well as the things that you're still learning because we always teach what we need to learn. Um and it's, you know, it is pretty funny in that way to to walk your talk in that way, where, whereby, you know, I have sessions with clients and working on their business strategy and all of that. And then when it comes to myself, I need mentoring and I need support um, because we have our biggest blind spots when it comes to ourselves, you know? Um, um, uh-huh. And so one of my catch cries, I guess, is is to be your first and most important client and, That's one of my catch cries because I need it, (laughs) you know. um, Everyone needs it, but it's certainly opened the doorway, I guess, for me to explore with clients how they can use their modalities, um, whether it's in healing or facilitating transformation, whatever whatever modalities and skills they use to actually use those on the business entity itself and on themselves within their business. and and that can really help them to walk their talk as well. But it's a challenge, you know. That's, I think that's why it's a soul journey or um, it's a huge personal development exercise to run your own business because whatever's in your way, you're going to notice. Whereas if you work for someone else, you can just perhaps push it to the side and just do your thing for that time. But... If you're in business for yourself and you have a significant um, block or belief that isn't useful it's going to play out in your business and you're going to have to address it basically if you're going to continue Um, so that's pretty challenging that's pretty epic and when you combine that with intuition and all the fears that can come along with trusting your intuition and not knowing why um, you've been you know something's been suggested or Uh, you just kind of feel like you're walking a bit blind, but it is about trust and faith. And then I think the more you do it, the more you realize that it's who you are and that it's not like some mysterious force that, you know, listen to the force. It's not like that. It's actually like, it's you, you know, it's your, the part of your consciousness that is one with universal consciousness that is essentially the universe or God, or whatever word you want to use. Um, that, that consciousness runs through all of us. It's just that we layer it with so much crap that we often can't hear it. Or we hear it and we dismiss it because it's too simple or, or whatever. Um, but certainly um, when I'd had my son, I had a year's maternity leave. And then I, um, I was actually working in... Uh, business administration systems and marketing for the early childhood sector, so for daycare centres. And I returned to the daycare uh, with a one-year-old at home who I wish I was with, and I really struggled to sell the service that I had been an advocate for for eight years prior Um, because my belief systems had changed, you know. I'd become a mother myself, and I saw things differently, and also with the uh, clairvoyant energetics coming back i i also knew you know that baby's in distress that one doesn't you know really traumatic moment in this in this little person's life and um it was just too much for me it was a conflict of interest to stay there Um, even though it's a wonderful facility it's rated excellent you know it's it's this is not a dig at the early childhood sector at all more just an indicator of how much I had changed, where I had gone from um, believing this was just the absolute best place for kids to come through to, I can't sell this place, my child's not coming here and I want to go home. Um, So yeah, that really spurred me on I guess because I had taken for granted that the job that I was in was perfect for being a mother And I had, you know, I had it all planned out that I would go back to work and be very comfortable and do a job I could do well. Um, And then, and then Archer arrived and life was never the same and I wasn't the same. So I went back to that workplace and realized that I couldn't stay there, but that I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Um, and that's when I started listening to marching orders, I guess that's what I call them. Um, and that's what gave me the nudge to just put a post in this group and test it out, you know, do a few readings for people. Um, and it, at that stage, it wasn't even incorporating business strategy, even though that was another passion of mine. I just didn't <laughs> have of time that you could combine the two. Um, Yeah. And that's how it all started and look where we are now. So it just goes to show that a lot can happen like in a short time and things can change really
1: fast when you, when you trust. And you will, I guess, allow yourself to be you and, Trust your knowledge because I think a lot of us have, um, especially in today's society, we need to have this PhD, we need to have a degree, we need to have this certificate, that. But honestly, when we have an inner knowing and we have that knowledge and that life experience, you know, through our work, um, through our life journey, all that kind of stuff, we have that certification of life that we can then share. You know, we're not trying to be a doctor, it's not that at all. Um, And we have, of course, you know, our own background in whatever we've learned, but we've yeah. also teaching the knowledge that we know intuitively. Exactly. And that is natural to us. Yeah. yeah.
0: And look, I honestly believe that there are as many ways to run a successful business as there are people in the world. Um, yeah. And, and the whole, um, you know, seven step formulas and things like that, that we often get taught Um, they work for certain people in certain contexts, in certain industries, in certain ways at certain times, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're not, they're certainly not a one-stop shop, if you like, for effective business. And I have myself had studied a lot of those programs when I was training, um, training in yoga, but also helping run the yoga school. And I did a lot of self-study and And my boss at the time, who's awesome, didn't wanna have to learn that business stuff. So actually paid me to learn it, to apply it to his business. And, um, you know, I did this a speak to sell program, which was very manipulative. Um, I did a, a product launch formula program by Jeff Walker, who is incredibly respected, don't get me wrong. Um, these programs certainly have their value, but uh, there was something about it that, in in the um, in the delivery, you you lose the nuance of of the business entity. And I think when you if you're a heart centered entrepreneur, and the reason you're in business is because of sole purpose, um, it's different. You know, it's different to just do this, this, and this, and you will automatically get the best bottom line because. You're not going to if it's not in alignment with your soul calling and if it doesn't feel like you. Um, so I guess part of my message is, is to do it your way and that is the right way um, and to help women learn to trust that and start to listen again to themselves as well as learn how to meet their market where they are. And, you know, a lot of women fear uh, when going into business, well, if I trust my intuition, what if no one wants it right and it's like well that's it that's actually a very valid concern it's not that's not an unfounded fear but if you look at it as a bridge say there are two pillars one is your market and their needs and their challenges and what they need help with and all of that but the other pillar is your sole purpose you know is your calling is your true desires um and what you came here to do this time so then the business itself builds the bridge between the two and should serve both pillars equally. And if it only serves one and not the other, then the bridge is going to crumble. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think more often than not, a lot of business programs are focused on the pillar of the market, and a lot of mindset programs are focused on the pillar of the person, but there's not a lot of integration between the two, um, and and how to actually do it, and so working one on one with women um, and reading their unique energy field and their unique unique business entities energy field is really exciting for me. And what I do notice is that, um, especially early on in business, the um, business entities field is actually just a reflection and an expansion of the personal of the person's field, and so it's kind of like this. Um, and then over time, you know, it sort of develops a bit of an umbilical cord, if you like, and this is the business. And then, um, once you get to a certain stage, we hope to reap, to build the boundaries between the two so that they're actually two separate entities in relationship to- with each other, rather than having this, you know, like weird kind of three-year-old business child still attached to you by the umbilical cord and it's completely different. Dependent on you. um, That's when things can start to get unhealthy as well. So um, I've worked with a lot of women who have been doing that, you know, still have that kind of unhealthy umbilical cord thing happening after 15 years, you know, and it really is time to build those boundaries so that they can finally nourish themselves through the business as well as for the business. But it is a a natural stage. And I would say for me, it's quite quite interesting to be looking at other people's businesses when my own business is still very much in this stage, you know. Um, So, interesting, it forces you to examine yourself because, like, last week I wrote about business boundaries and I had a group call about it and... um, you know, I got quite ranty about the importance of business boundaries and yet here I am still in this stage and it's like, and it's also like, um, Tammy will know, knows about this when I did a review on people's websites for them and we had a look at, at um, the members of the group's websites and how they could be more effective and how they spoke to their ideal client. And I didn't even have a website yet. Um, and this was, partially, this was partially because I was adamant that I was not going to invest in a website until I definitely had a profitable business model. But the real reason was a fear of visibility because I hadn't told my family what I was doing. I hadn't told my family that um, you know, I was, I was using my intuitive capacity in my book and that was a really big personal hurdle for me. And we all have those, mm-hmm. Oh, that was um, some, <laughs> that, that went, actually went fine. I showed them my website and my hands were shaking like this. I had, I was like, so this is my website and I changed my title because, you know, I was just like shaking. <laughs> um, and, oh. And they were just, mum and dad were just lovely. Um, And they just went, that's great, babe. You know, like totally no big deal. And I'm like, I wonder if they get it. Um, But it kind of doesn't matter, does it? But I think that's one thing that blocks intuition for a lot of women, the need for approval and um, the looking outside ourselves for the answers or validation. And that's certainly something that I see a lot of women who are quite intuitive or gifted in some way. And I'm certainly still guilty of this myself when it comes to myself. When I'm in session, I'm fine. If I'm serving a client, I'm fine. But if it's about me, I'm less fine. And that is um, where I, I receive guidance and then you kind of look outside yourself, like, show me a sign, Tell, show me that it's right. You know, show me that it's true. And it's, it just doesn't work like that. You know, if you, if you continue to need signs, you're just going to get back more of a need for Mm signs um and it's just yeah it's interesting when the ego has different um different opinions i guess when it comes to yourself or someone else um yeah so it's certainly been an interesting year
1: (laughs) it's been amazing and like i've been firsthand i guess being able to watch Um, because you know the evolution of you and your business and be part of what because you were showing me a whole lot of stuff before you actually were you know sharing it with others and it was amazing like the whole experience and now the people the responses you get is phenomenal you know and I think that's another really good tip for the people is to get connected with groups groups that have mass amount of Same like-minded people like the Heart Centred Soul Driven Entrepreneurs Group Mm -hmm. by Natasha Corbin. Hope I got that right. (laughs) And um, because we can connect with, we have access to so many women that you can ask questions, you can find your ideal client and have conversations with them and interview them. You can, you know, um, put your offers out there. You can, you know, basically anything it's it's structured in a way that it allows us to evolve and connect and grow as well isn't it and it really can help us through our businesses in our, in our life as well to have that connection and that support and network
0: yeah totally and if your business is in response to the market mm. then you've definitely got a business with legs you know yeah. um if you're kind of creating something oh i could do this so um, wouldn't it be cool like that sounds amazing or whatever then it's it's often a case of going okay you need to test this idea you need to go out and see if there are people out there who need this service in in the way that you've created it in your mind you know Mm -hmm. um and that's why responding is always um something that i always advocate for you know um and anyone who's interested in human design uh, we'll, we'll possibly look up. I don't know nearly enough about human design really to be talking about it, but um, Google it. Uh, you, you can find out what, what type you are. And um, basically there are, it's, it's about your energetic composition and it depends on when you were born and where exactly. And the type that comes up is a reflection on how you are best um, how you work best in relationship with the world. And, you know, some people are projectors and they essentially need to be invited into things before, before it's going to work out for them. You know, they can go out there and push and hustle and make it happen and all that rubbish and nothing will come of it. They'll just exhaust themselves. Um, they're much better off observing, listening, staying put, resting, and then when they're invited to speak or invited to do something, then doing it. Um, Other people uh, like me, I'm a manifesting generator, which means I'm, I'm designed to respond. And so I did this um, course with Carolyn Southwell, who's an expert on human design, as well as many other things in the area of personal development. You should look her up. She's amazing. Um, yeah, so I did this course with her and uh, was learning about how to respond at the same time as I was developing my business idea and going, okay, um, I certainly don't intend on staying where I am for very long. And so I, I made the commitment to simply respond to the market with what I felt to and and to really listen to both the market and to my guidance. And, and the result is this business um, whereby, you know, there are a lot of spirited women and soulful women and people in um, you know, holistic therapies or women who actually work with their intuition in their business. Um, but when it comes to applying it on their business, they struggle a bit, you know, like me. I <laughs> wish I could do my service for myself. I'm working on it to be your first most important client. Um, yeah, so uh, it really evolved out of the two simultaneously. You know, my, my need to change which became greater than my desire to stay comfortable and um, also the what the market was calling for. Um, and yeah, if you can have your business be in response to what people are asking for, then that's magic. You know, that's when you know that you're being of service in a way that's meaningful to the world as well as to you. Um And so I think a lot of people look at building one pillar or the other. They're like, I'll just finish this pillar. You know, I'll make sure that people will buy it. And then I'll decide how I feel about it. And I'll decide it's okay because it's making me money. Um, Or they're like, it has to be aligned. It has to feel right. But I'm never going to talk to the market until it's ready, until I've built the ship, you know. Um, And then they'll love it because they have to kind of thing. And it's like, it just doesn't work that way. It's actually a conversation. Um, And in that way, whenever anyone is stuck ever, including myself, I say, start where you are. Who's already around you? Who needs something that you can do? Um, And, you know, who do they know who could also benefit from what you're already doing? So there are two strands to that. Um, and, And that way you build and you expand where you already are rather than trying to be over there, um, mm-hmm. which a lot of us spend a lot of time doing that, uh, especially with FOMO and, you know, looking at what other people are doing and going, oh, my God, she's so amazing. That How am I? I'm never going to do that. And, you know, we spend yeah. so much uh, energy doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It doesn't serve anyone. It certainly doesn't serve yourself. It doesn't serve mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't serve you know, the divine or uh, the universe and it because you're wasting your energy that could be focused on something productive um, and it doesn't serve the people who need you, who are actually still waiting for you to come to the party. It's like one of my mentors said to me, you know, you you keep being amazed by um, the development of your intuitive gifts and, and what you're able to do now but in the meantime we're all just here going yeah and get on with it like you know about time kind of thing yeah. um, and 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 staying in that kind of amazement or or small state for too long doesn't serve anyone and it has you focusing on the wrong things too because definitely. yeah intuition's great but it's not everything you know um no,
1: it's yeah. it's incorporating all that. I guess you know. Once you have that intuitive feeling, it's using your knowledge to then you know further that where you're wanting to go, what you're wanting to do, all that kind of stuff. It's not just going. Oh, I know now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, yeah. you have to incorporate real life stuff into that, into into, um, you know, achieving what it is that you're being guided to do. And yeah, I feel and- too. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, sorry, you go. I've
1: talked enough. No, you've got so much to say. That's fantastic. But all I I was going to say is, with our journey, I guess we can get stuck and we stop because we get stuck with our junk. We get stuck with our, you know, our blocks and the elephant and all that kind of stuff. And the way to get out of it, the way is to find someone who can mentor you, who can help you. Again, remove yourself from that step. Someone who's removed from you and can see in. And can help you guide you, following yourself as well, to where you need to be. You know what I mean? Like, I, I what, what do you think? You know, it's imperative, I think, for women, especially um, in business and soulful business, to have a mentor that they can rely on and have that relationship with.
0: Absolutely. And to have that, uh, I guess, I call them islands in the sea you know, a mentor is one island in the sea. Other islands are your personal practice, whatever that is, you know, whether it is, you know, dancing in the bush under a rising sun, or if it's doing your yoga practice, or if, you know, you've got eight kids hanging off you and your personal practice is simply five minutes of breathing, it doesn't actually matter what it is or what form it takes. And it's also really quite important that we don't get too hung up on the form and allow that to become a hook for neuroses or an obstacle in and of itself, which, which a lot of devoted practitioners can do. Um, but yeah, personal practice is one and all it takes is a decision really to connect and to spend as much time connected as possible and to notice when you're not connected and to reconnect and it's a bit like that with meditation you know you might be focusing on the breath and then the mind wanders and you notice and you bring it back to the breath it's it's the same sort of practice but um but it's not about the breath so much as it is about a connection to whatever you want to call it you could call it source or um god or the universe or you could just call it you know um universal consciousness or whatever it is um, the language again is isn't important and often we get hung up on the language or the terminology or whether it's through yoga or whether it's through you know Buddhist meditation or transcendental meditation or um, I don't know like another religion or you know there are all these different um, pathways to the same place and that place is within you and and it's also outside of you. It is, it's what we're all made of. So it's not inaccessible because it's already, it's who you already are. It's just about forgetting some of the things that we think are real and allowing ourselves to be with our truth for that moment and to do that more often for more moments, you know, <laughs> um, even, uh, I forget it was who it was that said it. Um, Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember. Someone said, you know, enlightened people aren't enlightened. They just have more enlightened moments um, than others. And it's kind of like that. And the more that you do it and the more you go, okay, I might not know anything about my future life or or my future self. But I can ask myself or the universe, same thing. uh, What's the next step? And I will get an answer and I can argue with it all I like, or I can rationalize my way out of it. Um, But I do get an answer and it it really can be that simple about knowing what's right for you, even if you don't know why, or, um, and about honoring that, you know, and the more you do it, it's a bit like a muscle. You, You get more practiced at it. And you, I think you get more comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is, um, you know, in, in terms of my studies, to me, that's yoga, you know, that's a state of yoga when you come into union with um, all that is and you're in that state of oneness. Um, and as part of being in this human body, in this experience, in this lifetime, you get more comfortable with, with being uncomfortable and you learn to expand in, in the, into those situations. And then and you can be anyone. You know, if you're, not, if you're not attached to the thoughts of, oh, I, I, I don't like that or whatever, you know, if you can choose another thought, then you can be anyone. And that's kind of the work of Byron Katie, which I'm kind of into at the moment, which is, um, she calls it the work. Um, yeah, so there's, I think there's lots, lots of ways in. Having a mentor is definitely one. Personal practices another. Yeah. Um, and I think knowing what your weaker spots are is useful in terms of going there first like for me um i don't know if it was growing up with uh, with pockets of depression or what or if it's just something that a lot of women do which i know it is for me um i deny myself pleasure for no good reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know i put it off i'll consider it the fluff on the periphery of real life i'll um fill it with work or housework or something for the child or the husband or something, something else, you know, and then I will very happily complain about the fact that there's no time for me. Um, and I think that's something a lot Mm. of especially mothers do. Um, Mm. and we feel guilty if we take time and, you know, um, and I've realized that for me, um, engaging in pleasure and experiencing pleasure and joy and relaxation just for the sake of it is actually really important for me to be able to receive. And when it comes to intuitive connection, if you can't receive, you can't receive guidance. Mm -hmm. So, um, being saying, you know, uh, not until it's all figured out and I know that I'm on the right path, will I relax and receive pleasure? Or will I relax and allow myself to enjoy this moment? And so often we hold that card in a way where we're like, all right, universe, I'll listen to you, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll listen to you and then you better tell me which way is the right and safe way to go and then I'll relax and lighten up, okay? Um, And it just doesn't work like that. You know, like if you refuse to receive, you refuse to receive. And certainly that's my biggest lesson at the moment. And um, integrating that while starting and running a new business and having a toddler um, and a family is certainly um, an interesting juggle as well as, you know, being this out there intuitive lady in the Facebook groups and then not quite knowing how to talk about it with my own family who, um, you know, who, I, I mean, I'm, I am judging them by assuming that they may judge it, but it's all just fear and fear comes in different um,
1: shapes and sizes for everyone, so... But you, I think the best thing is that you're still allowing yourself to to be and grow and help others whilst you're doing it. Because I think, again, I keep saying I think, but I know, I know that there are so many women who are drawn to work and they're working in areas that's going to help heal their lives as well. You know, we're continually yeah. growing and evolving. And as we do, we help others whilst helping ourselves. And yeah. that's allowing them giving and receiving and showing up. We're showing up for ourselves you know, in all areas of our lives. So yeah. Tori, you've been amazing to talk to and you're just an insight of deliciousness and knowledge and wisdom. And I was just wondering, oh, well, can you explain exactly, again, what you do, where people can find you? You know, because I really, again, you're a woman that I highly recommend for people to follow and get to feel you and see if you're a right fit. But you have this amazing quality of holding space for us to connect with ourselves, connect to our businesses and find a way that suits ourselves. And I'm all about following our intuition. And you allow that to really come into fruition in um, a guided, safe um, way, I guess, in, in connecting to how we want to grow our business and our lives at the same time. So where can we find you and w- how do we do it? Thank
0: you. Okay. Um, well, you can find me at www.victoriacruise.com. Um, that's my website. I also have a Facebook page, um, which is Victoria Cruz, Intuitive Business Coach. Um, and how you can work with me. Look, you can, you can join my mailing list. I do a weekly business reading um, there where I tune into the energy of each woman on my list. Um, I actually look at your names and I tune into you as a collective. It's not just a, a generic Um, Reading, It's especially for you guys. And um, I write that up. I channel channel that just for the email. And I send that out to you each week along with special deals or strategies for your business, um, as well as implementation support, mindset tools, energetics, um, energetic alignment, that sort of thing. Um, And I have a one-on-one business coaching offer at the moment. Um, I actually have two um one is a um vip style package which is what tammy did with me where we dive in for 12 weeks together um (laughs) and we basically take we can take your business from concept to launch or if you have a business and it's just kind of feeling like really really hard work still um we can certainly refine it so that it's the vehicle it's supposed to be um i also have one-on-one coaching Quarterly, where you can have six sessions uh, across the board, um, and I also do written sessions separately as an option for people who want to have a channel guide there to refer to. That's a little just to face coaching. The face-to-face coaching is a total mashup of intuitive guidance, clairvoyant energetics, and business strategy, and it's just it's me, you know. And I explain to you what I see and feel, um, and and what we could do Um, whereas the written session is purely channeled it's not my voice at all Um, and you write to me and you share with me whatever you feel called to share about yourself or your business and then i use that to hook into the field and i um, channel a response for you and um, the guides that come through or the guidance that comes through is especially for you and that's yeah. pretty magical as well. Um, so, yeah, so those are my, my main offerings at the moment. I have a group coaching um, group going as well. Um, so there's lots happening. You can check it out on the website or the page. Um, I also hang out in a lot of the groups um, for female entrepreneurs. So you see me around there too, offering tips or free readings and things like which that.
1: Ones I, which ones are you on a lot of, you know, that you um, recommend as well to connect yeah. with?
0: So um, if you consider yourself a light worker, I highly recommend the group I am a Light Worker, um, and that's run by beautiful Ricky Jane um, and she is the head of the Light Worker Institute. Um, and there's about two and a half thousand women in that group. Amazing, amazing energy. Um, and the other main group that I'm a part of is the heart-centered soul-driven entrepreneurs. Um, I do think I'll be starting my own group soon-ish, but not quite yet. Um, And I have no idea what that should be called. So if you've listened to this and you have, you know, you have an idea, just let me know.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Fantastic. Well, again, like we talked before we actually made the recording and I said to Toria, we could just talk for the rest of the day, but you know, We've got both got work to do. So this was magical an amazing experience. was more than what I wanted it or expected it to be, I guess. And you are such a divine energy, an amazing woman, a breath of fresh air, an intuitive genius in creating these sessions um, for women like me who are wanting to be guided by their intuition and connect really spiritually to their business. So thank you so much for today.
0: My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: You're amazing. And thanks, everyone, for watching. (laughs) Bye. Bye.